Welcome to Pre-K Spot Talks. I am Melissa, your host and the founder of Pre-K Spot, the spot for early childhood educators to open up their teaching. I am your guide down the open-ended child-led teaching path, and together we will explore strategies and ideas so that you may open up your teaching to less stress, more engagement, and an overall joyful child-led classroom. Hello, hello, educator friends. We are back for another episode of Pre-K Spot Talks. This week, we are talking about five steps that you can take to be more child-led. Raise your hand if you can call yourself a type A teacher. Not me. Do you like control? Do you think you can and should do everything yourself? We all know it gets done the right way when you do it. Yet as teachers, we understand that we allow space for our children to do things their way. But really, how much are we letting them do this? All those traits that I just listed before are all common, common teacher characteristics, personality traits, flaws, whatever you want to call them. For some people, it's their superpower. Some people, it's their downfall. They are not inherently bad or wrong in any way, shape, or form, but they can get in the way of being more open-ended and child-led, which is my mission and passion to share with you. So let's think about some of those things maybe put them in check a little bit and see where we can let go. That's what this episode is all about. And here come the five steps to help you get there. We all know that we let kids do things in their own way, but how much do they really have a say? How much are we really giving them choices, but off our already limited choices? And just to put it out there, I am not bad-mouthing limiting choices. I'd rather there be some than none. And this is a completely effective and useful strategy, but not all the time. Every choice shouldn't be a choice of two or three things that we're limiting them to. Where's the freedom? Where's the real choice? School is already restricting enough. And the whole embodiment of the way that schools run in America at this time, it's just the way it is. So we need to be able to let go and give over to the children as much as we possibly can to help start changing the face of education as we know it and to follow the science. Science and data has proven over and over again that play-based is the most developmentally appropriate and effective way for young children to learn, yet we abandon it as soon as things get tough. Being more child-led is going to inherently allow more space for play and open-ended learning. To me, they all kind of collide in this one space and work off of one another. To be truly play-based is to be child-led and to be open-ended. And to be open-ended is to be play-based and child-led. And to be child-led gives lots of room for being open-ended and play-based, as I just said. Being playful is a completely other story from being play-based. We talk about playful versus play-based in an earlier podcast, episode number two, the stages and types of play If in the classroom, if you want to go back and kind of dig a little bit deeper on this subject. Let me jump off of my soapbox a little bit here. If you've been here with me before, you know how I feel about play and being an advocate for it. That's really a lot of the driving force behind what I do and why I do it. But let's get into the good stuff 
five ways to be more child-led so that you too can join me on the soapbox without even really knowing it. I'm not going to sit here and just say, give them jobs. That's one way, but not part of the five that I am presenting here. We'll call that a bonus number six that I just gave you. Jobs are a pretty common thing that happen in the class right now. People call them responsibilities, helpers, whatever you want to call them. I know that there are different feelings about these, but I'm a total advocate for jobs being a part of the classroom because we all take care of the classroom and it is one way to give things over to the kids. But I want to tell you a few quick things to help you focus more on the kids, not necessarily just giving them one little piece of the classroom, but really to just focus on them, make it about them. Let's get into it. Five steps to being more child-led and more child-focused. Number one, just let go. I'm not going to sit here and sing the song, but really, go with it. I mean to let it go to the kids. Really, this encompasses all of the rest of the tips, and it is not accomplished without the other tips. But it is all in the mindset. We talked before in podcast number four that kids are really capable. And hey, maybe this is just an extension of that amazing podcast. Am I repeating myself? Maybe. And you know why? Because this is important. Let go to the process. Let go to the kids. Trust the process. Trust the kids. Let go of the craftivities. Let go of the crafts. Let go of the searching on Pinterest. Let go of the printables. Let go of the perfectly clean classroom. Let it go. This is not about control. Schools are often likened to prisons in some ways, in the way that we are always trying to control kids, always trying to make them line up, always trying to make them do certain things. And you hear it even in my words, make them do these things. Why do you want to police them when you can kind of just let go to it? A lot of it is really in the mindset. It's not about control. It's about the learning. It's about the understanding, the discovery, the exploration. And aren't we the first to say that everyone learns differently? Opening up to the children and doing being more open-ended and child-led is the most differentiated way to learn as there are so many entry points that it allows children to be who they are and approach one situation in the way that they want to approach it. No more sitting here trying to find different worksheets for them or, you know, helping this kid with different tasks and this kid with different tasks and this kid, you know, different ideas. You put out one thing that can be approached in so many different ways and the kids are going to come at it in their way. And then you can guide them in the direction that maybe you want it to go. So number one, let it go. It's all in the mindset. Tip number two for being more child-led is to have the kids decorate and write everything. I mean it. Everything. You have to let go, see number one, of your type A teacher heart here and just let them cut stuff. I know they're not going to cut a perfect circle. You know that too. It may not look pretty, but it's theirs. If it's something that's in their space, they should have a handle on it. Let them color stuff. Let them label and write if they can, and depending on your age group. 
I decorate the room 95% with the kids' work. I have a motto, and I swear, I tell everybody this, and this is what I tell the kids too. I don't do anything in the classroom that the kids can't help out with in some way. I mean it. There's very little that I do in the classroom that is mainly set up by me that the kids can't participate in on some level. I really like to do things that they can do all by themselves, but obviously that's not always going to happen because I work with four and five-year-olds. Not all of them are writing. Not all of them are having the most amazing fine motor skills, but they can all color stuff. They can cut straight lines, and this is practice for them, and these are things that they are going to use. So when you're thinking about it, there shouldn't be a ton of setup in the beginning of the year. Setting up the space, making it flow, that's your job. The rest of it, their job. Take their input from the very beginning on how you want the room decorated and what they want to put up and things like that, and you're really going to find that they really take into it from the start. Tip number three to being more child-led is practicing the 90-10 rule. This is something that I just gave a name to. I didn't even realize that I was doing it until I really started looking into my practice, and like I said, I slapped a name to the things that I was already doing, and it has come to the 90-10 rule. You've heard it here before, something I've coined because it perfectly describes the way that I think about my classroom, my students, and my planning. 90% of it is child-led, 10% of it is teacher-led in every way possible. One example, centers. 90% of materials are available to the children. We just teach into how to manage it. They don't take out every single thing at one time. They put stuff into a basket. But the only 10%, things that we don't really want damaged, things that are like giganto messes, like the glitter, the craft stuff, things like that, I'll take them out and give them to the children, especially if they ask, but they hide in the closet when it's not work time. We have games and things that hide in the closet unless the kids want them. You know, so 90% of the materials that the kids can use are available to them. Another way of looking at it, 90% of the day is led or independent to the child, and 10% of it is led by me. So really, it's just our morning meeting, a couple of transitions, and things like that. The rest of it is children in free play, children leading the way, children engaging in other things like lunch, recess, and specials. Another way to describe the 90-10 rule is 90% of the learning and the ideas come from the children. The 10% that comes from me is me kind of just pushing it forward, presenting it to the kids in a way that is a little bit more structured so that we can go in a direction of learning and studying. But it all comes from their ideas, their votes, their input, and it's just me facilitating, guiding, and supporting. Tip number four for being more child-led is kind of what I just mentioned before during the 90-10 is taking their opinion wherever possible. Ask them what they want. Ask them what they want to do. Ask them what they're thinking. Ask them how they want to do things. Take votes. I literally ask my kids, do you want to study this? Do you want me to provide you with inspiration? I have an idea. Do you want to hear it? How do you think we can do this? We have a lot of one-to-one small group and whole group meetings. If we have a class-wide issue, we have a problem-solving circle, and the first thing I lead with is, I'm noticing a problem, and it involves our materials, for example. 
who thinks they can tell me more about what they think I am seeing? So I present the problem, and then they go with it. You can still be very open-ended, even with an end. Everything is really process-driven when you're doing the style of teaching, but even if there is an end or a project or a piece that needs to be done, you can still approach it in a very child-led, open-ended way, just like the problem-solving circle. And tip number five for being more child-led is to just not be scared. Again, this one's kind of a mindset. A lot of it really is your mindset and your view and the things that you are thinking about. Don't be scared. Just do it and take in the amazingness. This is one that may sound a lot like number one, but I am just going to put my favorite quote out there. Do it scared. You have to. There is a lot of messiness when it comes to letting go to the kids, but it is so worth it. Don't be scared of the mess. Don't be scared of kids arguing or don't be scared of kids not having a direction. Don't be scared about the standards. Don't be scared about the limits. Just give it over to the kids and find the learning so that when somebody comes in and says, oh, they look like they're just playing or, oh, this place is such a mess, you can say, there's a method to my madness. Look at this child. This child is exploring height. This child is exploring sensory. This child is being given what they need in the moment so that it will keep everything more calm and more into that classroom management that we all are really looking for. I get it. There's a lot of value in sort of controlling the room, controlling the kids, what admin and schools and states want to see. And there's a way of getting there that is more child-led and meeting all of your um, requirements and uh, running into those limitations. It can be done. If you start with just these five tips, I promise it will start leading you in the right direction. And if you need more help with this, click the link in the show notes and jump on the wait list for my step-by-step course that will be guiding you down an open-ended child-led path. Trust me, you won't want to miss it. It's coming soon. It's in the works. And I promise it's going to be great. And just to add a little bit more to this, can we just talk a little bit about the benefits of being more child-led and open-ended? I go over this in my free mini course that's available to now get you started going in this direction. Plus, I give you three strategies to try immediately. And a lot of them have been mentioned through these podcasts. So if you're listening or if you just want to focus a little bit more, grab that free mini course. Again, link is in the show notes. So let's talk about those benefits. Just to throw them all out there, number one, you're going to find more student engagement. Number two, there will be less challenging behaviors. Number three, the academics are integrated and learned authentically and naturally. Number four is that anything and everything can be a material. Number five, it is much more sustainable and less stressful. Number six, there's kind of a space for the style in any little bits of pieces of time. You don't have to change your whole style to make this happen. And number seven, it's a process-oriented mindset. So if we're going back to number one, more student engagement. I mean, who doesn't want to do what they want to do? And when you get to do what you want to do, how focused are you? How engaged are you? How much more do you want to dive deep? That is exactly what you're going to get here because children are guiding their own learning. 
Number two, less challenging behaviors. This is not a magic pill. It's not going to make everything go away. And in fact, for some kids, a little less structure could be pretty overwhelming. So it might present a different challenge. But it's easier to put structure in than to let go, at least in my opinion. And for me, this may not be the case for you. And if not, then throw that idea out. But generally, if you see number one, if children are more engaged and have more choices and just have a little bit more free flow, you're going to see a lot less challenging behavior because you're not going to be policing their every move or telling them they can't do this, you can't do that, because it's all just going to kind of be available and driving in a different direction. Number three, the academics are integrated and learned naturally and authentically. Like if you just give them a whole bunch of blocks, think about all the things that they're learning. They're learning balance. They're learning spatial awareness. They're learning how to move their body within this space that might knock something over. There's just so much learning and skill that goes into a lot of play that if you just provide them with the play, they are really going to drive home all the things that we want them to, like the ABCs, the numbers, and the social awareness and the talking to people and the language communication and hitting on all of those developmental domains. Number four, anything and everything can and will be a material. The best part is about being open-ended and child-led is that if the kids want to play with a box, let them play with a box. Collect a whole bunch of recyclable materials and see what they can do with them. A lot of it is more skills-based rather than more academic-based so that You know, who cares if they're playing with counting bears or if they're playing with a bunch of rocks? They can all kind of do the same thing. So you don't need to worry about having thousands and thousands of dollars worth of materials from Lakeshore or Discount School Supply. You can literally just go collect stuff out of your grandma's house and you're going to have things that can do anything and everything and build children's creativity and imagination. Number five, it is sustainable and much more less stressful. I mean, we're not sitting here searching for printables every day. We're not wasting printer ink. We're not cutting a million things out. You're handing everything over to the kids. That's the best part. You're kind of like just dropping all of this stuff off of your shoulders. And you realize that like you just have much, so much more space to be with it and guide them and facilitate them and enjoy them. Number six, there's space for this style at any time. So the best part about it is as much as I would advocate for you shifting your entire style and your the whole feel of your classroom I get that there's limitations and it's scary and it's tricky and you know it took me a couple years to do this but that's what I'm here for for you so that you don't have to spend five six seven years figuring it all out I'm going to give you all the tips and tricks now so you can throw them all into place and figure out how they work for you and if you only have an hour for work time then just open up that work time or play time center time whatever you want to call it Open it up to the kids. Then the rest of the day, meet all of your requirements and do what you have to do to make sure that you're still keeping your job. You're not going to get in trouble from your admin because I get it. We don't want to always be on the radar. And then number seven, it is a process-driven mindset. We are all here for the growth mindset, the process mindset. We're not always looking for an end. While there are goals and things we want to meet so that we have a direction, We're not going to sit here and try to create a penguin out of cut out black pieces of paper and white paper. You know, we're going to talk about penguins and see where the kids go. We're going to offer inspiration so that they can drive down their process instead of completing something with an end and a beginning. 
And when you put these five tips together and you really think about those seven benefits, you're really going to understand why child-led learning is the most developmentally appropriate and trust me, it's easier for you. So I hope that you can take these five tips and really start thinking about them and maybe trying to shift some ideas and some of the way you're approaching things and you can see if you're going to start seeing those seven benefits. And again, if you are looking for more and you want some guidance or support, that's what I am here for. Feel free to reach out, DM, do all the things, and keep an eye out for that course that is coming up. Join the waitlist so you don't miss it and jump right into the seven benefits free mini course if you haven't already to get on your way. Thanks for listening this week. I'll see you again next week.